0: Welcome and thank you for joining Diaries of an Ex-Adult Entertainer with Robin Robbins, the podcast, where we have real, raw, and uncut conversations about transforming negative experiences. Get ready to be empowered to take inspired action to heal, activate inner liberation, and birth your new. everybody i'm back it is your illustrious vivacious host robin robbins the midwife back with another episode and i'm so excited because me and my sister friend is about to cut up y'all get ready for some real raw an uncut conversation. Listen, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into, intro, right into introducing our guests. Are you ready? All right. Her. Natalie turned her mess into a powerful message. Oh, my God. I can't hear the saints already. Not only a powerful message, but a message of victory as she bounced back from heartache and shame. Her absolute passion is to help women recognize the queen within and become the best version of themselves. Natalie has overcome many obstacles in her life and is now helping women do the same. Natalie is the CEO of Release the Queen and You Enterprises LLC. I know that I mean is real, right? <laughs> where she encourages, empowers, and equips queens to break free from their past so they can move forward to get their breakthrough. Natalie published her very first book titled Release the Queen and You in 2015. Her third book, Broken No More, will be released in January of 2022. Natalie has traveled internationally as a motivational speaker empowering queens everywhere y'all not just there not just here not just there but everywhere i can't nobody, all right, empowering them to be the best version of themselves. Natalie is a wonderful speaker, coach, and mentor. Her overall goal is to continue to travel the world, sharing her message of faith, hope, and love. When she isn't traveling, she enjoys being a mother of a wonderful young man named Khalil thrifting and finding new restaurants to try. Y'all welcome, my sister friend right through here and y'all better clap really hard. For Natalie Lewis, honey. How
1: are you? Hello, hello. I am great, thank you for having me. I'm excited because I know this is about to get real, real good. Like y'all, y'all better go get your notepad. Get your notepad and your pen and you know, we re- rewind stop all oh, as many times as you need to. I might repeat some things, you know, might have some drop the mic moments. So, you know. You just gotta, you know, just tune in. Just that just, part. Come
0: on in the room. room. Come on in the room. <laughs> see, I'm done. There we go. I told y'all already see I can't, I can't with you. I'm already cutting <laughs> up as early. We haven't even said nothing yet. And I right. am right here cutting up with you. Nat. So talk to the people. As I like to say, the saints and the ones that ain't. Don't worry, we love you all. Yes, we do. We love each and every one of you. <laughs> Listen, mother. This woman has an amazing story. She has experienced some things, y'all, which more than qualifies her to empower others, specifically women, to release the queen within them. Um Natalie, I want to start by you bringing us into your world. Talk to us about some of these hurdles, honey, that you've had to overcome. you mm-hmm. <laughs> go.
1: Well, let's see. Where do I even begin? Um, let's go to the beginning. So for me, a lot of things stem from. Um, so growing up, I lived in a two-parent household. Everything from the outside looking looked beautiful, right? The Lewis family were
2: great people, woo-hoo!
1: but uh, behind closed doors, it wasn't always as great and jazzy as it should be. Because um, it started out with I'm the youngest, but I'm actually not daddy's little girl. Mm -hmm. So it started out with the rejection, you know, trying to wonder, "Well, do we see me? Am I here? Is he not getting it?" So for a long time, as a young girl and and teenager, I struggled with that aspect of like, "Man, Mm -hmm. my dad, hello, hey, hey, daddy." Hey, so I went out and I seek that attention, you know, the wrong attention. You know, when you're young and you cute and you got a body, 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 you got a body, body. You know, you are gonna get some some attention, and you can get the wrong attention. So I was a young mother, we got pregnant at 15, just turning. So my sweet 16 wasn't a party; it was literally a cake and me finding out, like maybe like two, three weeks before that I was actually pregnant. Wow. So it was just like, okay, well, uh, what does this even mean? Oh, what do I do? And I had previously seen my sister go through that because she got pregnant at 16 as well. And in my mind, I'm like, Lord, now was, this was not supposed to happen to me. So, you know, going through that, preparing my mind because, you know, Christian household, we don't, we don't, we don't abort we don't do that. We don't do none of that. Um, so prepare my mind to be a mom. And then I had a miscarriage. And that was just like, I guess the beginning of a spiral of what really just happened to me and emotions everywhere and not knowing like, okay, what is it? And people knowing and people looking at me funny. So it was just a lot of me fighting me. Not so much what people were saying. But a lot of, oh my God, they know. Or, oh my God, they, they knew I was pregnant, but then I'm not pregnant no more. Oh my God, you know, I, I got this family in church and they knew I was out here living wild and doing what I wanted to do. And it was just a lot of trying to figure out like, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Where am I going? Why am I here? Why did this happen to me? Um, and I really feel like that actually started a silent depression. Mm, I was the jolly go lucky happy (laughs) funny cracking jokes making everybody laugh laugh but when I think about it I was actually really not happy really depressed really lost really trying to find my way Mm -hmm. and it took me a very long journey to do so so in doing that I you know me and that person I had the child, where we thought we were gonna be together but we broke up. So you know, you just grow up and you just look and you search for love. And eventually, I got pregnant again and <laughs> had my son. And then that relationship was six years of toxicity, like very toxic, like almost like the movie Baby Boy without the other baby mama, huh? huh. Mm. That toxic, yeah. So um, dealing with that, you know, okay, now I'm a single mom how do I figure this out? What do I do with this? And just a lot of just transitions and different. So being a single mom, working two, three jobs, you know, I didn't have a huge support system. I don't know why people think single mom, every single mom has this huge support, you know, grandmas and all. No, my mom, my mom was there, but she was also, that was the beginning stages of her becoming sick. So she couldn't be as hands on all the time. Um, his family wasn't hands on like that. Today, like me, <laughs> we gonna keep him one hundred. So, so you know, it was just a lot of figuring it out day to day, survival mode. What am I doing? I got this kid. How I'm gonna live my life? How are we gonna make money? How are we gonna eat? What am I doing? It was a lot of those questions. So, with that, you know, ending it with his dad, um still trying to find love because you know that part of me was broken so I didn't I still felt like you know am I worthy enough am I good enough is somebody gonna want me And now I got the kids they really gonna want me so really just it was an internal struggle that on the outside it it looked like I had it all together because I always had a good job always had a car had my own apartment like I look good like on paper I look great yeah yeah. but behind the scenes (laughs) behind all of that this girl was a mess, still trying to figure it out. Um, you know, people say, you know, young people, well, young mothers are this and that. I was just like, look, all I know is I got to work, make sure this baby's straight, make sure I'm straight. Um, still got in bad relationships, didn't, was with people who didn't value me, people who cheated, people who had babies on me. I mean, it was just one bad thing after the next, and it was almost like I was running from running trying to find love when I didn't realize until so later that the love that I was looking for was right there all the time mm-hmm. in my face like God was like girl I got you I'm here but you looking over there so I'm gonna let you go ahead run go, do, do that over there I'll see you when you come back because you're gonna be back <laughs> mm-hmm. so it was like that was my relationship with God um and I always grew up in the church so I knew what to do I just wasn't doing it um and then, I, even with that, that because of the struggles that I had in relationships, that made me feel like, well, God don't love me either,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or God gonna do me. He, God gonna do me like all the other men. He gonna do me like my daddy. He gonna do me like my ex. He gonna do me like all these men. So I had an issue even having a real serious relationship with God because I was looking at it from a broken point of view of, well, he, what well, he love me for I keep messing up anyway. So what you, uh. why? Why? <laughs> just so it was just a struggle, and then. I just had a moment and this is really what kind of broke me and what started the journey of becoming an author and speaker and all that um where i lost it was right in the beginning stages when my mom was getting sick she had an opportunity to relocate somewhere warmer so i was like go ahead do you thing." we were staying in a house of a family friend and that family friend decided that they didn't want to rent to us no more literally it was like at the end of the month you gotta get out yeah so i was like well what how like how this gonna work Still trying to figure it out, you know, finances. Like I said, I was cute on paper, but behind the scenes it was a mess. So I was cute with my heels and my outfit, my credit was jacked up. I ain't had no savings. I ain't had no this. So it was just like, you know,
0: yeah, the whole situation. Strong. I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so even with that, it was like, okay, I really don't have nowhere to go. This man is really making us get out. So literally, I became homeless for about six to seven months. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I always said I wanted to be an author. I said that since I was younger. Uh, my mom's friend gifted me a book. My first book that I actually read all the way through by myself was Maya Angelina or Know Why the B- Cage Bird Sing And since I read that book, I was like, oh, I want to do that. I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to, you know, it's awesome. That was my mindset. Then I wanted to be a librarian, which is weird because who wants to be a librarian? Like who really <laughs> wants to just be a librarian? And then you notice like it's really hard to become a librarian because they get them jobs for people forever. So <laughs> <laughs> so just trying to figure out you know what am I doing just day-to-day survival mode um going through that process of having to humble myself because you know when you're young and you think you got it all together, get to me asked for help you're not opening your mouth and say I need help you yeah. can't do that and then it was a fear of because every time I did say I need help people would drop me and forget me and you know oh I helped you and you, remember when I did you get to a point where you just like I'm good I'm gonna figure it out so I was always that I'm going to figure it out. But, you know, God's funny. He was like, Y'all, you think you're going to figure it out. I'm going to figure this out for you. But I'm going to let you think you got it. So me thinking I got it. Still trying to figure out what I'm going to do. So in the course of probably six or seven months, I stayed in three people's homes. Um, literally in a room, in a couch, my car, <laughs> like, you name it. So during that process, I really just was like, I just got to get closer to God. praying, journaling. Um, running from the repo, man. I didn't have one of those things. You know how people get things in the car with a shut off? I didn't have yeah. that. But right. but I was like, I'm not about to update my address either because you're not about to take my car. So, right. so, so all these things prior to me um, having to move out, I did lose my job too because my mom kept getting sick and I kept having to leave. And, you know, call centers, they don't care nothing about your life. Right. You are a number. If you're not in that seat, I don't care. If, if you're not dead, you better pick up the phone and call somebody. Mm. So, lost the job with that. So it was just a, a time of what is happening, like a spiral of things that just kept going on. And then where it hit me the most is because of that, I had to have my son stay with his dad mm. for a period of time. And I remember my son came over, and at the time I was staying at my son's daycare provider's house in Rue leaving throughout the day because we didn't want nobody to come and you know how sometimes they check their cares, and you got to have a certain amount of adults and kids there so I left like I was working somewhere and then I came back at night and went to sleep um but one night he was there and he's like mama why we can't go home why we can't go to our home and he was like started crying and everything and I'm like yeah, we can, we can never experience this again. Something has to give, something has to change. So going through that, looking for jobs, got a job, got an apartment, great, awesome, wonderful. And you would have thought that I would have did something different and my life would have been changed in that moment. And for certain things, it was. I feel like I definitely developed a deeper relationship with God. I definitely felt like it was like a power struggle because I still struggle with the insecurity of, am I worthy? Am I good enough? Right. It, 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 can I do this? Can I live holy? Can I be right? And then I struggled with, well, hate all men, to my daddy. Like I was angry. <laughs> I was <Yeah>. angry. <laughs> yeah. Angry as heck. And meanwhile, just trying to figure everything out. So I was upset, angry. And then um I just got into this mode of where I just, again, kept looking for love. Wrong situations, wrong things. Got with a guy thinking it was cool. You know, told him, like, hey, you know, I want to wait till marriage. I don't want to have sex. Blah, blah. I had a situation, went to his house one night, we chilling, talking, you know, cuddly, laughing, daffy, laughing, you know, ha ha, And went in his room, we kissing, whatever. And I'm like, no, well, I'm good. Well, apparently he didn't get the memo.
0: <sighs> and afterwards,
1: hmm. I think I just remember just laying there, like, what just happened to me? did that happen? Mm-hmm. And literally after that, for like weeks on week, I just kept saying to myself and burying it like, nah, that that wasn't it. And then I shouldn't have been there. So, no, nah, that didn't. You know, really, really in my head yeah. going back and forth, arguing with myself about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, from that point, I kind of shut down. Another little silent depression of mine. I'm laughing. I'm looking good. I'm taking care of my son. I look like super mom. Everything's great.
0: But it wasn't. Right. It wasn't not so, even a
1: little
0: bit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm hearing that this these ups and downs and yeah. different ebbs and flows of life, if you will, and 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 recognizing the 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 insecurities and the things that were kind of like it's almost as though you Absolutely. were you were you were living out of that place you were living your life from that lens from that vantage point, from that place of these insecurities and the not feeling worthy not feeling good enough which we all can absolutely identify with to now you know having the situation of being homeless having to let your son stay with your uh you know with with his dad and then, you know, experiencing getting sexually assaulted. At yeah. this juncture and at this point, where did your mind go? God bless you. Where did your mind Thank go? Thank you. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. I feel, like, I feel like my mind just,
1: it just was like, shut down. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know how you shut down the computer and you can hear it go off? I felt like it was like, mm-hmm. like it was just, by each incident made it go worse, made me go deeper, and deeper into it, and I just felt like, like, well, I can't tell nobody, like, I can't let nobody know because one, I shouldn't have been there; it was my fault. You know how, because when you're when you brought up in church and you're brought up in purity culture, mm-hmm. I I'm say something that might make somebody mad. Oh no, that's not fair. healthy. That that's not healthy. It's <laughs> not healthy. <laughs> that whole movement. It's not healthy. It's and unbalanced. I'm not saying live your best life and you do what you do. That's not what I'm not saying. What I'm saying, what right. I'm saying is <laughs> what I'm saying is when you grow up in debt, you will blame yourself. You'll be like, oh, I kissed somebody. Oh, oh, oh. oh I'm attracted to somebody. Oh. Like, that's what we supposed we supposed to do. That mm-hmm. so I think I felt like I was that was my punishment for being grown. And I shouldn't have been at his house, and I shouldn't have did this, and I should. So going through that, um, just like just stuck in my in my mind.
0: Yeah. I, and I want to really stuck. Yeah, I want to elaborate on that really quickly because I want people to understand what we mean when we say that that whole movement is a no go. Um What we mean is that. There's nothing wrong with saving yourself, but yeah. the lack of support, the lack of education, the lack of, okay, you're telling me not to do this, but you're not showing me how to actually live, Definitely. how to actually execute. What, what yeah. are the barriers? What are the parameters? What's okay? What's not okay? Like, you know what I mean? The church often doesn't go into sleep. yeah. It's always just don't do this. Yeah. This is wrong. But are you showing right. me how to properly date? That part. You know what I mean?
1: Are that you part. showing
0: me, are you giving me? Tools. Yeah. So that's why I said unbalanced. You know, it's, yeah. it's not a lot of tools. Like I, I even remember for me, you know, growing up, it was my, my adoptive mother stressed the importance of education. Oh my God. get an education. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have an education. Get an education, and don't come up in <laughs> my all be all. pregnant. But where's the actual talk about the birds and the bees? What's the where are the, right. the tools? Where are the parameters? Where are the like? Where is the stuff that we need to not you know? Me. And you know, and I want you know people often people. When someone experiences sexual assault, whether they grew up in the church or not, one of us, a common thing, yeah. is to blame yourself. I know for a long time for me personally, yeah. I blame myself. I just was like, oh, I must be a magnet for this crap. It must be me. Cause it keeps yes, happening. you know. <laughs> I get it. I get it.
1: Yeah. And also with it, it's like, okay, you're telling me not to, and you're you're not, you're not even telling me why. Only thing you're saying is don't get pregnant. But it's like. He killed the cat. And I want to know why. And that was my—that <laughs>
0: was me. You know, Kendra. Wow, that was me. you nosy. You said don't do it. it. So, uh, did I? <laughs> you said don't do it. That it must be something I need to see. Or oh, was <laughs> happening over there? <laughs> I found out what's happening. You know. And here's
1: the thing about it: it's just the whole. You know, when you when you live life. With a broken point of view, you're always going to feel like, oh my God, I did something. I deserve, I did something to deserve how people are treating me. I did something to deserve what happened to me. You're always going to have that hanging over your head because you're thinking, like, well, it must be me. It, it got to be me. And then come into having a, a relationship with God, someone that you can't see. Oh, it's, it's definitely me. Like, he can see me do all this stuff. God like, don't let me. Mm-mm. No, you don't. Don't tell me that. God, God don't love me because mm-hmm. I did a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and I know what I did. You know, behind the scenes, like I know what I did. But still, even still, going to church every Sunday. It don't matter what I did Saturday night. I was at somebody church this Sunday <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was just stuck in my mind to do that. Because that's how my father. You know, my father was very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not he was strict because you no know, Haitian parents. He's Caribbean. <laughs> but like when it came down to church it's like yeah you, you you're gonna be dead I don't care if you're sick you're still coming so it's kind of like that serious yeah. so that stuck with me so I, I'm thankful for that though because it stuck with me but also it was a struggle because I'm like I know what I'm doing and I know how what I shouldn't be doing but I'm doing it anyways and I don't even really know why mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm looking for I don't know why you know I'm looking for a feeling I'm looking for something I don't know what this is um to just try to fill a void fill a hole and it was relationships for me and not to say that I was in like a whole bunch of them because every relationship I was in four five six seven eight years um but it was just the wrong people you know giving love and thinking okay if I if I love you hard you're gonna love me I'm gonna love you into loving me
0: right
1: like I'm I'm gonna love you so hard that you're gonna love me and realizing nah baby that ain't it (laughs) you gotta love yourself you gotta wake up to yourself you gotta be happy with yourself and nobody else is going to come in and pour your cup and do all that extra for you but it took me a long time to realize that because I was so looking for that and wanting that not recognizing that I had it with me all the time but also not recognizing that I deserve better mm-hmm. that I can have better that I am a queen yeah <laughs> that yeah, I yeah. am royalty it took That's all. a whole lot of stuff for me going through to realize, like, wait a minute, no, uh-uh. this it gotta be life gotta be better than this. I, I don't have my heart every way you could possibly think of. I don't, you know, try to, to give. I don't try. I, I don't been betrayed too many times. I, I, Lord, <laughs> what is this? What is this? And how do I fix it? And really, when I started asking those questions and being free from the need to have to have somebody, because that was me. I was that girl. I was girl. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. like that was me. Mm-hmm. Um, but spending that time with myself, once again, my son was maybe about five or six, that I was like, okay, I got to, I got to change some things because I realized I was angry, and he helped me realize how angry I was because he was be like, "Mommy, you're mean." Mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Who want they child? Little five, six-year-old child, really being yeah. serious and saying it like, you know, you're mean. Are you yelling you this?" And I'm like, okay yeah, I got to fix that. <laughs> I got to fix that. So really looking at myself and realizing I'm still hurt because of what my dad did. Mm-hmm. So being older, I had made the choice that no, I'm going to say this. So we actually did talk seven times. Um, and it still wasn't maybe everything that I had hoped for, but I was able to get everything out and now we cool, I can call him, he can call me, ain't no problem, it, it doesn't feel weird, I don't feel, you know, any any weird issues, but I had to go through that and recognize that, so for those of you listening and watching, and you find yourself in that place where you're stuck in an emotion, whether it be fear, anger, sadness, depression, whatever, you gotta ask yourself, where is this coming from? Where did this start? And for me, I realized that it started there, so I had to go back to the place it started to fix it, and ask God to help me deal with it because we can't control what other people do. We don't control what you, how you respond, how you react. So for me, that was the beginning of my healing journey, um, doing that. And then also doing the same thing with my son father. Okay, all right, this man getting on my nerves, but at the same time, we got this baby. We got to figure it out. Let me try to do what I can do. Um, and it's just going back, thinking of different things and different situations how he got, God got me out of the homelessness and I got my own apartment, got my own car, got my own job, I was back on track. I was like, we back, baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so, you know, going going through all of that, getting back on my feet, um, but still internally, behind the scenes, still battling back and forth with that, uh, am I worthy enough? Am I good enough? Am I worthy enough? So even when it came down to writing the first book, after all of that, was Homeless, got my new apartment, got my got a job, had a car again. after all of that, um, God kept telling me to write, and I'm, I'm writing, I I'm, always kept a journal, so I'm like, okay, well, maybe he's talking about writing my journal, I already do that, no, and he was like, no, write the book, and then he gave me the title, write the book, but when he gave me the title for my first book, that's when I was living in people's houses. And it was funny because I was like, Lisa Queenie, I don't feel like no queen got you funny. I'm not writing this book. And I did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not. I was like, no, we're not going to do that. Um, you no, know, when God do something. he not he's mm-hmm. he not going to let it go. Mm-hmm. And then I kept seeing people around me write books. And I'm like, all right, let me just go ahead and get the writing. Yeah. You mm-hmm. Let me go do that. So I went to write it and I shelved it. Mm-hmm. Because even still, struggling. God, are people gonna read this? God, mm-hmm. I'm sharing something in here that don't nobody know. Mm-hmm. Even my parents don't know. Like, God, what we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just being obedient, writing a book, release the book, and it was like, oh, like like it was like a, a thing off my shoulder where God just showed me how that mess that I thought was just gonna be a mess forever can be turned into a message and help and empower others. But even through that, one thing I also learned was, yes, you overcome that, but there's more. And I think sometimes we can get stuck in the things that we overcome where that's all we, that's, we stay stuck there. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more beyond what you, what you've just overcome. There, and not, not saying that you're not going to have more challenges that come after that, because we can talk all day about challenges that came <laughs> after that. Right. But being able to be obedient, being able to, see your how the hell that you went through and the thing that you thought that was gonna overtake you and and cause you to lose your mind and at some point i felt like i did um how it can be used for god to Mm -hmm. still get the glory out of it and for people to, to see oh my god i didn't know you went through that because i was so good at masking it you know wearing that i'm strong i'm a queen i got this and It was so i was great i was like a great musician or something not musician what's the other word magician Uh, magician Mm -hmm. with it so to the point where god had to check me again Mm. and he checked me again when my mama got sick Mm. mom got sick it was just like one sickness after another like a living walking testimony she is in this house right now Mm -hmm. but um one thing after another, it was a heart attack. It was kidney failure. I mean, they literally was like, "Yeah, so you want you want to put her in hospice?" Uh-huh. And at the time, I didn't understand it because it was like I was getting ready to like slide off because I was getting all these speaking engagements. I had to cancel six speaking engagements that year, and I was just like, "God, I thought this was gonna be the year. Like, what's happening?" And even through that, he's like, I, I, we got a little bit more. We got to go a little bit deeper." <laughs> We got to go a little deep, deeper. Mm-hmm. So going through that, um, realizing and recognizing your, how important your environment is, I think that was the lesson that I needed to learn for that season of my life to recognize like, okay, you, you accomplished some things, you did some things, but before I take you to that next place, I got to clear this up real quick because you got relationships, friendships here in environments that are not really necessarily for you. We got to fix this. And for me, that almost took me out. Mm. Not the sickness, not the previous stuff, but the pulling away from people that you thought was your A1s, day 1s and going to be there forever. And it's the, the being isolation of being by yourself Where it is that period where you do have that just you and God time where you feel oh like what's going on? Mm. <laughs> or that period where, where your obedience has to be greater than what makes sense to people? That part... And I'm people looking to at you like, listen. People looking at you like, is you, girl, you going crazy? No, I'm mm-hmm. just being obedient. Mm-hmm. I just gotta obey. And and people will. At one point, I was like, God, am I? Did you turn me over to myself? <laughs> right, right. You still here? That me? part. I've
0: asked you that me. a few times. Are we good? Am I? Is this a?
1: Because that isolation, that pulling away from people, is so, so yeah. real. Mm-hmm. So in order for you, it was like a, like like you said earlier, it was stage after stage. But I felt like this last thing was just more. So I got to show you me for real. I have to. Yes, I show. Yes, you know, I'm. You know me as the Hilo. You see your mama every day. You know me as the provider it's been a whole pandemic and you ain't without and you was caregiving and wasn't working and y'all was good like I've seen all of that but to know the love of God yeah in a different way yeah, in a way where you just know like yo, know, I don't know what he what God got for y'all but for me he got me like we good to to be able to say that with confidence now from always running from that always thinking it needed to be something different always looking for that from men mm-hmm. it was a big it, it was like a l- light bulb aha moment that went off where i was like man i was running for myself wow i was running for god i was looking well, i was looking for what you had already provided mm. right in front of my face but because i wanted it to look like and feel like and be like whatever I just was out here just slim crazy. <laughs> and wow. learning unnecessary lessons that I probably
0: didn't have to learn had I just
1: obeyed. Wow.
0: So what would you say are some of the key uh, things throughout your healing journey? As, as your book so eloquently puts it, broken no more. What was that what were the yes. key elements in that journey that helped Ooh. you to heal and overcome? What were the things you had to recognize and the things that you know you're like, okay, pop, 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 this is it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let me just start and say, um, the journey is still going on, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. healing is a, a consistent thing. I think sometimes when we talk about healing, sometimes, because this was my thought, like, okay, God, we're gonna get there. And when we get to the top of the mountain, I'm going to be great. And he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> the <of> the <laughs> There's more stuff up there. So just knowing that um, healing is an ongoing process, I think that's one of the things I've learned. But also recognizing, like, it ain't everybody else really use fighting with yourself, girl. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I had to really come to terms with, I can't control nobody else, but what I can control is myself how i respond to things how i let things bother me i mean i had to go to, to the point of where did i first start feeling unworthy where why do i get upset when people say things that i like the triggers i had to recognize what they were um so that's number one why am i why am i so angry Mm-hmm. Why can't I go from zero to a thousand real quick? Now, part of that is the Haitian side, like that, and the New York in me, sorry, but um, it, it's more to that, right? You know how sometimes we be trying to cover up our stuff, like, well, it's because, nah, it, it was more to it. Um, So I had to ask myself, I had to ask myself, like, okay, why am I responding this way? Or why am I allowing what other people say about me to, to bother me so much? So number one was triggers. I had to figure out why am I why have I let what this one person said literally mess up my entire day? No, nah, we can't do this no more. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing for me was just being aware. I think a lot of times we're not aware of how we're really feeling because I'm gonna go back to this and sorry, not sorry for y'all. Saints deep <laughs> further than the ocean saints. Sorry. Um, <laughs> not sorry. But uh, <laughs> You know,
0: not deeper than the ocean. Okay. Deeper
1: than the, you know, they be they be out there. They be in, where, the, where the lifeguard can't see you. You know, the lifeguard blowing a whistle. That's where they be at. Um, God, God bless you, saints. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, for that, I think it was like just being aware. Like I feel like we have been so, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna blame the church too. Where well, we have been taught to suppress how we feel. So exactly. to the point where it's like, I can't feel sad. I gotta be jolly. I gotta be happy. Praise the Lord, saints. Oh my God. And God is good today. And oh, uh, 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 Now we know mm, that's, not mm, 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 mm. that's not realistic. Uh uh. That's not realistic. And I, and I, listen, I have stayed away from people like that because I can't. Mm -hmm. oh my mom just died but the joy of the lord is my strip. you're not gonna mourn i just lost my job Mm -hmm. but god yeah yeah god gonna make way. i'm happy (laughs) like you're not mad like you have no so i feel like we've been taught to suppress our every emotion that we feel if it's not joy if it's not a praise you know we gotta suppress it so that's what i've learned and i've realized that i suppress a lot of different emotions i suppress I suppressed what even happened to me. Uh-huh. It, I, didn't, I wasn't even able to say, hey, I was raped until this last year and a half. Uh, uh. Like those words, I wouldn't even let the words come out of my mouth because I just I suppressed it so much. Or even able to say, hey, I was depressed. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, y'all probably didn't know, but I was. Right. hmm uh-huh. Or, hey, I struggle with anxiety. Uh-huh. Hey, I've had a panic attack. So just being able to say those things um, and just be honest with yourself because you can't heal from what what you're hiding. You can't heal from what you're not willing to deal with. Mm-hmm. And if you're not really to face it, then you're not going to really heal from it. Mm-hmm. You can't keep burying how you feel. You can't be, you know, I mask myself with the, I'm so strong and listen, you call me strong now. I'm about, I'm about
0: ready to fight you. That, listen, <laughs> I took my cape off and laid it at his feet. What is that? I don't even know what that is. strong what i don't want that that? i
1: don't want that 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 please don't please don't admire me for that i don't want that that? that's not no that's not it so even having to even come down and humble myself like you don't have to be strong it's okay Mm -hmm. not to be okay Mm -hmm. and it's okay to cry Mm -hmm. and it's okay to release what you release and it didn't hit me until the time when my mom was sick my mom was I don't know if she was at dialysis or in the hospital. In the hospital. She was in the hospital. And I was just having a moment where I was just like, Lord, I don't want to keep doing this. I don't want to keep having to go back to the hospital. And I sat on the couch and I, I literally cried for like three hours.
2: Mm. It
1: would not stop. And I just knew that that was something different. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're not okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not, this, is, this is not what you do. But it was something I needed to do that. Yeah. Because I needed to release everything that I was feeling. But it was just like girl you better check in with yourself because uh what's going on here so I had to go through that and I had to have that little mini breakdown moment where I was just like okay these tears not just about my mama like these these are some other tears that I've been suppressing for so long because when you're the strong one you know you can't you gotta be strong you don't have a choice everybody's depending on you you. everybody needs you and then it's like when you project that on social media, that your life is all good and everything's all together and everything's great because that's what you've been taught to do. Um, When you're just like, oh, you know, I'm going through pure hell, but God got me. And that is nothing wrong with saying that. But -hmm. at the same time, you got to acknowledge how you're feeling with what you're going through so that you can get through it and process it the right way. And for years, I mean, even starting back to me losing a baby and being pregnant, I suppressed it. Mm. Suppressed it. I think I cried one time. That was actually when I went to the doctor and they did the ultrasound. They was like, yeah, there's no baby there. Mm. I cried after that. And I don't think I cried again at all. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, it was so deeply rooted in just holding on to stuff. So just the, just being able to be aware and being telling myself that it's okay to feel. Feel how you feel. Right. That's, right. Be, That's right. Be mad, be sad, go off if you need to. <laughs> breathe find ways to um you know release whatever it is that you're feeling but don't hold it in right absolutely Absolutely. don't hold it in so if you're listening and you're to the point where you feel like okay I'm I'm up here I don't know Mm -hmm. how to you got to process it you got to feel it and that may be crying that may be I don't know, eating the whole thing of ice cream. I mean,
2: <laughs> you know sometimes that? it happens.
0: Or <laughs> yes. screaming inside of a pillow. Pillow, yes. I mean, you know, or punching the pillow. I mean, you do what you have to do. You do what you have to do. You do what do. you have to do.
1: And it's okay to feel those things, and you're not crazy. Mm-mm. You don't have a lack of faith. Nope. Your faith... Is not lacking because you feel what you feel. Let me say that again because I'm gonna repeat that until you get it. Your faith is not lacking because you feel what you feel. Mm. That don't mean you don't have faith. That don't mean you don't know that God can't turn it around. That don't mean that you know that God is not with you.
0: You still need to feel
1: right what you feel.
0: You just are having your moment of humanity. Yes. And for the and for the saints that are deeper than the ocean who are probably (laughs) acting like they don't understand what we're saying even when jesus was in the garden of gethsemane he prayed and said if it be your will let this cup pass that was him and his humanity so much so he was praying so hard could i not do this for real for real please right that his sweat was droplets of blood yes he had his moment of humanity and i i I agree with everything that you're saying that how it's why I say the church is imbalanced. I don't know whether I don't want to speak in in terms of literally right, right, right now, because I do know that so many things are shifting, changing for the better. But I do know prior to this pandemic, the body was so imbalanced. Yeah. So yeah. imbalanced in so many ways, we would need a whole nother podcast episode <laughs> to go into that. But it's in so many ways, like you're saying, we're saying, Oh, I'm how are you doing so and so. I'm blessed and highly favored. Well, I'm this, no, I'm that, and it's like, but no, but on the inside, you really want to hug, and you're going through a little, yes. like and instead of just saying. You know, honestly, I really could use a hug. Even if you didn't want to disclose the details of what you're experiencing right now, I really could use just a. Yes. I just need a good hug, and 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 that being okay. Versus us feeling like we have to continue to put up this facade, which stems back to so many. It's not just the church; this even goes back to slavery. Slavery. I was talking about that, y'all, and if y'all didn't catch episode number one of season two, catch that. I laid that whole thing out. (laughs) This, this, this paradigm. But I'm just so grateful that we are in a place and in a space where. We are recognizing these things are not healthy. Yes. And it's because of these things that we have what I like to call, you know, um, high function, high functioning, dysfunctional adults.
1: Yes. That's what I call
0: them. So like you said, on the outside, we look good. We look good on paper, but it's a muck on the inside.
1: You and you know,
0: that's, I, I have a heart for them You're people. A hot mess. Them my people. You high, cheeky, you look great on paper. I, yes. just, I, I feel like, come on here, honey. Come on, come on. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me help me, you. Yeah, come on. <laughs> let me
1: help.
0: Because <laughs> I, I know what that's like. It, is,
1: that's it like. is so real, and especially with social media. It's so easy. Mm. Now it's easy because you can project mm. whatever you want. You can mm. look like a million bucks and have it all together with your filters and whatnot. You can look amazing. Your life could look great, it could seem mm. awesome yeah from a post but we have to get past that and i definitely feel like this pandemic has awakened a lot of us like we are a lot of us were asleep we we woke now you know they talk about being woke no we woke in a different way as in okay god we just we just we just want you right all the politics all the games all of that all the old ways old systems we i just can't i just want you and and if, if i just need to be in my bedroom and it's me and you Let's rock it out. Listen.
0: Listen, that part right there. That part right there. I'm not gonna, I'm not it gonna do this with you, Nat, because you going <laughs> go on and go with well, you, but I cannot go with you. Cause if I go with you, we this will this is gonna be something else. So go on where he's sending you, and I'm gonna just support I'ma am I'm going to be your errand. Well, here's the thing look, oh, I'm like, look, because here's look, look, the thing look. with that, Congrats, you know. Is,
1: not not the glasses. Here, not the glow yes. glasses.
0: I'm gonna hold it
1: off. <laughs> I'm hollering. But it's true because pandemic, you couldn't go to church. Cannot. Years before that, I couldn't go to church because my mom needed 24-7 care. Mm-hmm. So I had I feel like God had to break me out of the religious, like church became a routine at one point. Like, literally, I, I'm, I'm on the praise team. I'm just going every Sunday, every Wednesday at rehearsal. I'm there four times a week. for sometimes five, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, the whole week. And I, before my mom had got sick, I remember her telling me, and at first I was offended. I was so, I, was, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, what's she talking about? Um, she was just like, you know, I know you love church, but your whole life can't be church. And I was like, it ain't. Like, she's I'm praying to me. Like, I just go church on it. That's all I do. But after I, I thought about it, I was like, all I do, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't have a life, I don't do nothing besides that. So, you know, with the pandemic and with her being sick, I had to. A lot of people associate church with a relationship with God, uh, but if you need church to have a relationship with God, you're in trouble.
0: That's right, and
1: that's you don't have a relationship with God, you have religion, you have the the routine of getting up every Sunday and going to be seen and be cute with your Sunday's best on and your hat and your little shoes and your and bags whatever but if you can't if God don't go where you go wherever that is oh I I just felt that God I keep telling you always starting stuff go ahead if God can't go where you wherever that is it could be your car it could be a club it could be anywhere Mm-hmm. So you have to that let your light shine. Yeah, he was talking about everywhere, like every mm-hmm. everywhere, like every place that the corner store, the grocery store. You mm-hmm. never know where God want to show up and do His thing. So mm-hmm. you have to just be okay with that. And I feel like the pandemic, and even before that, for me, just being having to stay home, that opened my eyes up to it's not so much that I don't need this church, because you want to be around good community or whatever, but it opened my mind up to that wasn't the only way. Yes. Yes. And God can do whatever he wants to do through you in multiple different ways. Yes. I didn't understand why that happened. I didn't understand why my mom was sick. But afterwards, I got to like, oh, because I need to sit down because he still has stuff. He had to show me me, like the real me, not the me that I'm up here playing to be, but the real me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then with the pandemic, it's like, okay, yeah, he had to show me about environments and places that I was in. Mm-hmm. Time to move. Mm -hmm. time to move forward yeah purge release that oh yeah yeah so so knowing that's the other thing too um being surrounded by the right people some of that healing process is being stuck because you are around the wrong people correct people that don't like you can't help heal you oh i'm gonna just say that i'm gonna just say that one more time because somebody run that back run that one people that don't like you can't help heal you Don't like you. You always gonna be broken to them. Broken, broke, Mm. confused, whatever. Mm. Like their their point of view of you is distorted. So how they gonna help you heal?
0: Cannot. My therapist, her, she's so brilliant. She says it this way: she says, You cannot stay in the environment that wounded you and try to heal. Nope. Cannot. You'll just keep getting it hurt. You'll
1: keep getting cut and you will bleed out. That's right, and not in a good way.
0: Mm-mm, won't survive that. Sometimes, you know, situations, certain things are different, and depending on the circumstance and, and possibly, you know, what God is trying to birth through you, you know, there may be some exceptions. there may be. But when I look back over my life and the things I've overcome in my experiences, I literally see me being extracted from each environment. Yes. At some point, at some point, probably didn't happen right away, but at some point I was extracted in or left that environment that was wounding me in order for me to be in a space to truly just, and to heal
1: yeah
0: so that right there is powerful yeah But what people are you around those of you listening that you're like yeah i'm on this journey to birth of my new i'm on this journey of transforming my experiences i understand that a part of that that journey is healing yeah who are you around right now what environments are you in Mm -hmm. Are these environments the very environments that wounded you? Are these people the very people that wounded you? That's the whole word.
1: Mic drop. And you have to be willing to let those people go. You can't save them. You can't even save yourself. You can't save them. So you have to be willing to let those people go. You have to be willing to say, my healing my journey my next place is so much more important than me holding on to this because the more you hold on the more you like you said you're gonna cut yourself and I realized that I was in environments trying to heal in places where I was I got sick I was trying to heal in places where people who were sick trying to the sick trying to heal sick that don't work don't work I was in places where people who was they were okay with the facade, the double. I'm not okay with that. Right. <laughs> they, were, they were okay with that. And it's like, I can't, I can't rock with you with that. Cause that's not how I operate. So being willing to separate yourself. And sometimes, and I feel like this is, this is what God will do. Cause he loves us so much. He'll be like, all right, you, you're not gonna move. Let me do something real quick. That part. Now, now you see it. Now you're going, uh-huh. okay, thank you. Oh yeah. Thank you for finally listening. Oh yeah, and sometimes sure. he will do some things to to get you to wake up. Like I told you, to move. See the thing about when God tell you to move and it don't make sense, and you know you are a little big heart soul, but God, mm-hmm. God, those are, those are my people, and mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. you gotta ask yourself, would they do the same for you if God told them mm-hmm. to move? Mm-mm. And then after you move, God will sometimes reveal to you, like, see, nicey, yeah, see now, okay. So you just have to be mindful
0: of your journey. Yeah, Yeah. as you were speaking, the image that came to my mind was, you know, I was talking about the ocean earlier. I Mm -hmm. saw someone literally in the water holding onto the raft with like one hand in the donut, trying to stay afloat. But what I was seeing was the other arm moving, paddling toward the others, trying to save them. But you're not even properly Ooh. inside of the of the lifeguard. You see what I'm saying? Donut uh, thing. You're not you're not properly yeah. passing. You're not secured and anchored enough in the contraption that has the power that I feel by hope. I try not to do this to save your save life when you on on a paddle to go save somebody else. No, don't do it. You, gotta
1: you will drown in the that. process. You will drown. In the process, and when In you drown, process. that thing, that rat's gonna be somewhere else, and them people gonna be somewhere else. And I can guarantee you, those people that saw you drown, they're not coming for you
0: at all, at
1: all. They might not even call nine one one. They might pick. You know
0: what they might do? They might pick up their phone and record it. That part and post it on social media <laughs> while you crying out for help, help, help. And they, oh y'all,
1: y'all see this? Y'all see that? It's entertainment. Don't be nobody's entertainment, man. Ooh, Don't do it. Mic drop. <laughs> Don't be nobody's entertainment. Don't do it. Don't let nobody let you turn them into your entertainment. And that's a whole nother podcast. I'm that <laughs> that's right this, but I felt that. I felt that.
0: That's a whole nother oh,
1: podcast. A whole word. Because here's the thing about being other people's entertainment. Like I said, they're they going to record you they gonna look at you, they're gonna critique you, they're gonna laugh at you, mm. and you could be hollering for help mm. and they and they even may have the resources to help you mm. but they're not going to mm. they're not going to because mm. mm. the entertainment is there to entertain my nah, my. Nah, nah. So don't let yourself become anybody's entertainment. That goes for friendships, relationships, business partners, oh. even to yourself. Because sometimes we be entertaining ourselves with the facade and foolishness that we be putting out there, knowing behind the scenes that ain't right. That's why you got people helping with credit when they credit messed up. That's mm-hmm. why you got help people trying to, you know, help other people losing weight, yet they can't lose weight or they don't already went to Dr. Miami and got their old body done up. And got you up here chasing a dream, a dream body that they don't paid for. I can't. I can't. That's why you got coaches who need a coach and therapists therapist. My. Coaching my. other
0: people. You said that. That's good.
1: <laughs> That's good. It, it, it's so many different levels to this. And I feel like this is the year. And, and if God has not pumped you to heal this year and oh, you were looking for yeah. a sign, mm-hmm. this is your sign. Because I feel like before we get to the, the end of the thing that God really wants us, it is like a, a mandate to heal, like a requirement oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. to get your life. Now, I'm not it saying be sure perfect because none wrong. of us, listen, none of us are perfect. So I'm not saying you got to be perfect, Patty, and you can't have no mishaps and nothing like that. But what I am saying is that it's time out for the double. It's time mm-hmm. up for you being one thing one way and another thing another way and like I said previously I lived most of my life that way mm-hmm. why because that's what I saw
0: right. number one right
1: two I that's what I was taught you know right. just within the church and seeing the doubleness oh and well, I can do this and, and not really having that solid relationship with God until I got older mm-hmm. where I really came to the revelation of oh okay this I got I have to walk upright I have to really do this I have, okay I get it now um And going through all the stuff that I overcame and went through, realizing that at the end of the day, I have to do what God says, period, point blank. Even if I don't like it. Right. And to me, when I talk about being a queen and wearing your crown, when you are in position and you put that crown on and you allow God to polish your crown, clean it up, make it all sparkly. And and I believe it's Proverbs 5 and 6 or 4. Five and five. I'm not. I may be off, but you know when you put him first, he'll crown your efforts with success.
0: That's ooh. all he wants to be first. I like that
1: version. I love that version. I believe that's ooh. the Lord bring it to me. It's coming. Hold on. It's going to download. <laughs> Gosh, but, going yes, that's the version. <laughs> it's going to download. But that when I read that, I was like, ooh. To so put him first, he'll crown my efforts with success. Mm. And then you gotta define what success looks like for you. For you. Everybody right. ain't gonna be a billionaire. It's, all this I'm a millionaire, I'm gonna be a millionaire next year. You can't even handle all, a little couple
0: thousand that God I, gave you. I was Stop just it. about to say our, our <laughs> stewardship is called into question. And, and 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 then a lot of us wanna be millionaires and billionaires, but we have the work ethic of a hundred near, meaning you do yes. make hundreds and you know. Them hundreds will that end part. up into some thousands, but you don't even have the work ethic of a millionaire.
1: Or I'm you sorry, just want to I be I a DNA so you
0: can so
1: you can flash and flunk and say you made it. You you doing it to prove oh, no the, wrong, wrong. Right, the wrong, wrong mindset, mindset, wrong motives. Mm-hmm. Wrong motive. And I'm we're not saying that God can't do it, he can. <laughs> but are you ready for that? Mm-hmm.
0: Heart check. Heart check. Are you ready for that? Capacity check mindset you want to be a, you want to be a queen you ready to, to wear this crown because it's going to get heavy
1: you're going to have to operate different you can't do what they do you can't look how they look you can't even speak how they speak come on you can't be the queen and you clapping back at every dog that barks Ooh. 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 <laughs> Ooh. i'm just saying and it's hard I'm speaking from experience, experience. especially when people coming from you and you know I'm already a hot hat anyway so people coming from you and it's a New York thing where well, you don't disrespect us we don't we don't do disrespect very well at all like period I don't know if y'all seen that game with LeBron and that dude from Rochester my city was about to beat LeBron James up yeah we don't do we don't do disrespect so you know having to learn that You have to have a different, a whole different character about you. Oh, yeah. If you're really gonna walk into the things that God has called you to be, whatever it is, if it's writing books, if it's speaking, if it's just taking care of your family. Because I think we all, where we also mess up is we think that purpose is this big, grand, old, wonderful, gotta have a stage type thing. No, your purpose could be being the best mom you could be for your children. Set That's your right. children up for success. Make sure your children don't go through the same hell that you went through. Um, your purpose can be, you know, you just being a giver. You having the resources to tell people where to go if they need help. That's right. um, you know, I know somebody like that. I'm, I can call her right now. Hey, I got somebody that need this. She'll, she'll literally, in five minutes, tell me where to go. Um, you, you don't know what it is. And it doesn't have, you don't have to have this big, big platform and Ten thousand followers and all, all of this is oh, what yeah, social media that, made it. Yeah, you, you just have to be who God called you to be. And to me, true success and being the queen that God calls you to be is really when you are walking in the will and playing and purpose that He has for your life. Yeah. But you also have to know, and this is part of my story and part of Broken No More, is that yes, you can be broken. You've been broken. You had things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but on this journey, you have to make the choice that okay, am I going to allow these circumstances or this this situation to keep me bogged or am I going to keep moving? Am I going to keep going? Am I going to take this what looks broken, this mess? How can that be turned into a message? What did I learn from this? That's, I, the, that's I mean, one of the I mean, biggest things you can ask yourself this when you're going through hell. What can, what can I learn from this? So, okay, boom, ex-relationship. What can I learn from this? You can't love nobody into loving you. Mm-hmm. Boom, finances messed up. Um, what can I learn from this? You got to budget. (laughs) You got to pay the people what you owe them. You can't cut it (laughs) off. You got to give them their money (laughs) (laughs) when it's due. Okay, um, you know, how how do I get a close relationship with God? Well, you got to do something. God ain't going to just be all, he ain't just going to come down and and single you out. No, you got to make that time just like you cultivate the relationship with that man. That probably isn't the man God got for you you know you, you you got you got to do new work it you cannot go into this new year thinking you about to have new things new experiences Come on. and you ain't doing work you're just not it's not gonna happen for you you've been it's sitting not here not. waiting for god oh god i'm praying and okay god and yeah okay God's like okay <laughs> you gotta do something so, that's, if you want your life to transform, you got to make it happen. You got to make it
0: happen, or we should say, you have to do your part. Do your part, and he'll meet do you there. Your part in making it happen. Yes, there. That's I will. Possible. I will say this now. What you what you're saying is so powerful, and I, I feel like that's why, for me personally, I've been in a space and in a place where I just kept it kept ringing out in my spirit. We have been taught so much to oh don't share what you're going through and what's happening until after you've overcome it and then you know that you know then it's okay and it's like I have gotten to a place where I've recognized the harm in that that's that yes because we do that and it's like people are kind of inspired by like wow okay at least I know that there, there this too shall pass or there will be an expected end but how
1: yeah
0: how do I get out of this slump or get out of this place and this is one of the reasons why I was like I have to go forward and push this podcast out and Mm -hmm. and share these powerful stories of the you know how all of you are just transforming your experiences so people can see how unique those transformations yeah. um, are, but also see the common components and denominators in it that you cannot get out of, and that is yeah. that personal development, which is that you know also that Period. healing, you that you know what I mean, that 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 call to really examine and look at self and call a spade a spade, and so that's why I'm like, okay, I got to do this yeah. podcast, and that's why I also started blogging. I've blogged for so many yeah. other people. But I'm like, I got a blog because I don't need to wait till I'm done going through this process that yes. I'm doing right now. I need to start sharing right now in all transparency so that people could literally witness the how. That part. Let the how bear witness. Yes. You know what I mean? Like...
1: By you even saying it because we've been taught to suppress and not say anything, you're helping someone else recognize, like, oh I'm I'm right there. Mm-hmm. So let me not put this facade on. Let me go get the help I need. Yeah. Let me reach out and see, you know, what's good so I can become better. Because we've we've grown so accustomed to just like you said, oh don't put your business out there and don't right. let nobody know and Ask for prayer, but don't keep don't tell people what it is. First of all, don't you come to me and ask me for prayer? You are gonna tell me what it is because I'm sideways because I, I, I don't I don't know what I'm coming to agreement with. So that's <laughs> fine. But you know, this the whole private, and I got I get it. Yes, some things should be private. I get uh-huh. it. You know, I understand that aspect. But you don't know just by you saying I'm not okay, how you're helping someone
0: else say I'm not okay either. Right, very much so true very much so true um you like you said not everything we should share but for those of you who know that you are called to a certain thing and, and that's what it was that I had to recognize I said yeah I can't keep listening to these people and these leaders that are like oh don't do this don't do that don't don't share that wait to this and it's like but you, what you're you're graceful what you're called to I'm graceful what yeah yes yeah. And a part of that obedience is even if I'm afraid, even if I don't know how this is gonna work out. Now I'm not. I'm sure people gonna have stuff to say about the things that I share, but I'm not worried about that. I what what my focus is is like you said, being obedient. Yeah, being obedient. I know the Lord told me share my story. Period. That
1: part. All of it.
0: That part. The whole thing. Because some some of
1: y'all, I'm, I'm going to go on. Real raw uncut. You trying to tell little bits and pieces and you trying to dismiss parts. Let me tell you, don't do that. Tell the whole mm-hmm. story. on the whole truth. Because that's mm-hmm. the way. And you doing so, not only are you helping someone else, but you, you really setting yourself mm-hmm. free. So if you are not being... All the way transparent, being somebody transparent, or you know, afraid to put in whatever it is that you're trying to hide. I'm telling you, reveal that thing because once you reveal it, I'm telling you, the the weights will be lifted off, and you'll be able to help others in a better way because you're able to say, "Hey, this is what happened to me," and you're relatable. Mm -hmm. All of this, you know, cookie cutter. I'm perfect. Watch my life. All of that. No, no, nobody nobody's falling for that no more especially this generation this generation is yeah, not it we we, we, see we you all
0: that it's just it's like Boom. okay listen i know <laughs> your life ain't perfect i know you getting on your husband nerve i know right. you're getting on your nerves so you can keep faking the front like like it's that part keep, keep perfect all the time try with someone else or the fact that um what, what else do we see people do on social media Um, oh, you got money or you doing this. And so like they flaunt all their money. But then we look at millionaires and billionaires commit suicide and take their lives. Ain't nobody stupid. It don't matter how much money you got. If you are not right within yourself. And this is why this call to healing is so important. And to be honest, we've been in in that call for like a few years. Years. Yeah, it's been a few years, you know. Um, for that that call for us to really, really see ourselves and deal with ourselves so that yeah. we can have a better life. Yeah. You and I can't I, saying, I can't I can't help not. water
1: you. I can't help water you if I got holes. You put something water with a cup with holes, the water gonna spread everywhere. I can't pour it into you if I if there's nothing there. Like what am I pouring? What am I giving? And I'm, I'm gonna hit this too because it, it just dropped on me so I gotta say it um some of y'all are in church pouring you're empty and you're trying to pour you're singing you're leading and you're you pouring on e you're ushering pouring on E you're leading youth groups and your I groups all these little groups things on e and I'm speaking from experience because oh, yeah. I did that for years oh yeah years i did that so to the point where it was like what am i even doing why am i even doing this so for if that's you because somebody listened and that was you because that's that thing said, so i had to say it
0: um stop Mm -hmm. it is okay to step away that's that's that imbalance because we are taught to serve wounded we are taught to serve your way through. That's another one of those those paradigm shifts. That that imbalance. No, no, no. Yes, Mm-mm. doing great things for others w- when you may be lacking in that very same area. That that right there is called sewing. That's a that's different. Yes, See, if you get definitely. that thing mixed up, that's a different thing. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a that's totally different. From just pushing, pushing past to serve while bleeding, while wounded, and the thing is this: yes. you've got to know that when you do that, you are bleeding
2: on, on the and mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, others and you're cutting others. And that's the part we don't talk about at all—cutting others at all—as because you're you're wounded and you're bleeding. And yeah. when you're wounded it. and when you're bleeding, you're it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. It's painful. Yeah,
1: it doesn't feel good. That part. And then many of you, you're you're asking God, "We're like, why? Why aren't you showing up? He can't. Not with that. Mm-mm. He can't. you make a little, you know, little dance here and there. <laughs> but he can Period. And now we are. We are so past that. We are so okay. past that. So pass that. So if, if you didn't get anything from what we all just said, which I hope you got something, but if you didn't get anything, you definitely need to understand that, no, you don't have to be perfect to walk in purpose. No, you don't have to be perfect to, to be loved by God. You are worthy. You are enough. But what you do need to do is take the log out of your eye, this eye right here, take that log out of yours first before you try to take it out of others. So what does that mean? You, you got to heal. Yeah. you gotta identify your triggers you gotta fi- figure out why am I triggered you got to figure out why you know all of this this just me I'm just this way and it's it oh, that ain't it Mm-mm, that's, not, that's gonna not gonna work. work that's not gonna work uh-huh. and you and you have to come to the terms and then ask yourself how has this how has that helped me
0: yeah that's my favorite that's a hard question, question.
1: <laughs> how is this serving you <laughs> how did that serve you Cause not you ain't got no friend, you ain't got no real friends. Your your relationships, all of them don't work out. They just horrible, and sometimes that ain't your fault. It's right. two people in a relationship, right? Um, you know your your money always funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got you got to be real with yourself. You got to sit in front of the mirror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take the take the mac off or the lip bar, whatever it is, that <laughs> L'Oreal, Maybelline, whatever. Mm-hmm. Take it off. Mm. And, and sit with yourself and i feel like the pandemic has god has given us time to do that yeah. and even still and if, and if you and if you were running from yourself he's still giving you time to do that awesome. So go ahead do that do what you gotta do awesome. no matter what it looks like it's i have a book coming out and god literally just told me to go off to me in i'm like how am i gonna promote this book get off okay
2: <laughs> okay log
1: on bye it's obedient it don't make sense to me at all mm-hmm. but it's obedient
0: yeah
1: and there's something that he wants to do there what i don't know but he's gonna do something right. i'm not finished writing maybe maybe he's gonna give me a whole new chapter
0: Who knows? right i don't know right. but i'm doing it <laughs> that's
1: right that's right and that's all it takes is just doing it whatever it is that god has pressed upon you to do
0: do it yeah. that's it Oh y'all, this has been another amazing episode. I'm telling <laughs> you, I love these just transparent, flowy, heart-to-heart. Yes. Remember, we are never talking at you. We are talking with yes. you as fellow yes, yes. sisters who have lived it and experienced it and or in certain areas of life still experiencing it because yes, none definitely. of us has arrived and we're in this journey with you natalie tell the people what you have coming up next and where they can connect with you well i'm
1: super super excited as y'all been hearing me talk about this book broken no more so it's broken no more you are not broken you are blessed because a lot of times we um like i said earlier we get stuck in that place of this is just me well i just attract this and this is just how my life is gonna be and no it's not so that book if you can actually pre-order it it's on my website at www.releasethequeenandyou.com the release date is january 29th 2022 so i'm super excited if you're local and if you're not local i will be having a book release um event as well so i'm excited about that yeah. um but keep in touch with me email list is going out, so make sure you get on my email list you can do that on my website Follow me on social media, stuff for this next month. I'm really not going to be very social on there, but you can follow me. Um, just type in my name, Natalie Lewis. It's N A T A L O U Y S. Or on Facebook, it's released the Queen and You. Just put that in and you'll see my face and my page. And like it, share it, do what you do. And um yeah, that's that. <laughs>
0: absolutely y'all listen I hope that you have gotten some really 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 good gems out of this episode I hope that it has inspired you to be willing to sit with yourself and call a spade a spade and not be afraid of what it is you're experiencing and or feeling in order to develop in order to heal and in order to release the queen on yeah. the inside of you and adjust your crown okay as our guest would say, right? <laughs> um, I want to remind each and every one of you that don't worry, every link she just mentioned will be in the description below. So you can find her easily and accessibly. I'ma lay that all out for you. But more importantly, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Diaries of an Exodile Entertainer, the podcast. And remember, remember, remember to believe in your future enough no. to outlive your past. I believe in you. I love you, and I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning into Diaries of an Ex Entertainer, the podcast. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Robin D. Robbins. Important links for this episode can be found in the description. Until next time, share this podcast with a friend. Hugs and much love, beautiful souls.